Welcome to the Spicy PL Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Spicy PL Podcast. This is episode 41. I'm your co-host, Alex Baval, here with Big Joe Capolino. And today, we have a phenom of the raw and equipped powerlifting universe, Mr. Austin Perkins. Welcome aboard. Thanks for having me. Why'd you shake your head when he said raw, Joe? What's up, What's up with that? <laughs> no, I just, um, honestly, I shake my head in amazement because I was just thinking, like, this kid runs the whole powerlifting universe. But it's, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, it's just crazy. I was, I was thinking of, like, you know, just the whole universe, you know, all five stones. Yeah. But there's only two stones in our universe. Um, anyway, Austin, I got a little just um, intro prepared for you. Your raw numbers of 661, 396, and 705, and a total of 1763. And then equipped, I know that your last equipped meet was probably two years ago at Collegiate. So yeah. 705, 424, and a 639 deadlift. I don't know what happened there. But your total, 1769. So you only have two and a half keys on your raw total now, which is actually pretty cool. But um, that's for all our listeners out there who might not, I don't know who listens and doesn't know who Austin Perkins is, but uh, yeah, when we've talked about you on the podcast before, but um, that's all at 74 kilos. So welcome. Um, you have any sponsors you want to give a shout out to before we get started? Uh, yeah. Uh, shout out to, you know, A7. They were the first people, you know, contacting me, give me a chance and I appreciate that. And then uh, 110%, they have the best tasting pre-workout like on the market right now. I can say like their products taste exactly what it says so i just i just joined them and they're really good so nice awesome man Congrats. congratulations i think joe has a funny story about that supplement company 110 percent. yeah i think uh <laughs> joe might have gotten into some internet beef with the uh owner of that company i don't remember this <laughs> <laughs> i forget his name but i think he might have like commented on one of your posts and you were uh talking trash back and forth i mean that's very possible to happen i, I just so. i don't <laughs> I think just... you knew that he's the 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 founder of that because I think he was talking about how he he started his own business and he has all this money invested and oh yeah, yeah. I do remember this now dude wow <laughs> do you remember that story yeah no I don't remember the whole thing but yeah well shout out one ten percent you know let bygones <laughs> be bygones if you support Austin we support you and also A seven man I I used to think A seven was really stupid and uh, because you you can't wear the shirts in competition like the grip yeah. shirts. Which I'm like, yo, they should try to get that approved, whatever, whatever. But um, our boys at Urban Powerhouse did a col a collab. It's like um, it's like a Boston-based powerlifting team oh, yeah. for you know people who don't have access to powerlifting gyms and stuff in our area, like more urban area, to get people exposed to powerlifting. They did a collab, so I was like, yo, I gotta buy an A7 shirt now, and I really liked it. Um, and so then I saw they had the Italian team bar grip yep. shirt that yeah. shit was fire so i got that shit too so yeah man i'm i'm on board man so let's just mention our sponsors quest nutrition and athletics they uh they sell gym equipment supplements lifting equipment all sorts of stuff for the everything you need game so they, they hook us up so we appreciate that and gear yeah. Hold on. We're in the basement right now, and I just need to turn off the dryer. It's, it's <laughs> Go. background noise. Go. Anyway, awesome. So we got all the sponsorship out of the way, and uh, we want to talk to you about our favorite person in powerlifting, Big Mike. And oh, Big okay. Mike's a legend on this podcast. We've had him on twice because – 
Big Mike always has the inside scoop on power on powerlifting stuff. So we had him on when there was like IPF shit going on last year, and then we had him on um, when USAPL announced nationals and all the divisions and everything. Um, so yeah, what do you? <laughs> Be careful where you walk. Anyway, um, Big Mike actually got me and Alex into powerlifting, coaching us yeah, at Northeastern. And now he's coaching at Midland. And so I mm-hmm. wanted to know, because I've been, you know, obviously I follow your training. Do you follow Big Mike's programming? Uh, I did at first, but we just switched over to another program. But he programmed me for the off season, and it was it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Did you yeah. did you get hurt? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. I didn't get hurt. Thank God. But it was it was tough though. He had me hitting like thirteens and stuff, and had like ridiculous numbers. And I was like, yeah, I can't do this, especially just like off of like. <laughs> I had just went to Hawaii with my girlfriend, so I didn't I didn't lift for a whole month. And so yeah. I just put me on like 13s and stuff like that, and I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely can't do this. He likes those weird numbered sets. I don't get why people do like 9s, 11s, 13s, yeah. 7s. I like to keep it even. I like to keep it even, too. <laughs> yeah, but how's your experience with Big Mike been so far? You know, uh, we love the well, guy. It's been, it's been good. I, I met him first at University Cup back in 2019 because he was a uh, – I think he was he the head coach for that. He was I know he was. Yeah, there. I think he was the head coach. Yeah, and so um, I got to know him there, and he was in the back with me when I warmed up, and so like I'd seen him before, but I never got to talk to him. But I got to talk to him. And I knew he by the way he was talking about stuff and helping me out. I knew he he knew a lot about powerlifting, so it was pretty cool to hear about when Tim was like, "Oh well, I'm bringing Mike on like as assistant coach," and I was like, "Oh, that's great! Like he knows what he's talking about. At least he's not like." some other people that we would have. Yeah. And they were no, it's about. awesome, man. And, yeah, and you know, we we're, yeah, we're good friends with Tim too. And, uh, Tim Anderson, if you guys out there don't know, Tim Anderson's the head coach at Austin school, Midland university. And, um, you know, I, I could confidently say that you probably like the bench the least out of all the lifts. Yeah. And then, so between Tim and Mike, I mean, is your equip bench going crazy right now or not? Um, so I guess we can talk about this now. So this probably won't come out till like right before or after collegiate. So no, you're good. Um, you're good. So um, I'm not, I'm not getting in a shirt for collegiate because it just was like terrible, like terrible this cycle. Like usually like, it's usually not as good, but I still end up using it because I'll figure it out like at the last minute, but, um, I kind of had like a hiccup. And so I was mentioning a shirt like last week sometime and I tweaked my elbow a little bit. So I just, I decided like I can more than likely win without the Ben shirt. So we're just going to go out the Ben shirt and just save it for uh nationals in the summer and work on it up to then and get more work nice. in and probably find a different shirt because my shirt, like the chest plate isn't big enough, but the sleeves are good. So it's like, I don't have a, a set shirt that I really like, like I need to use. So I'm not All using right. that. So as of right now it's not, it's not going good, but I know it'll come around with having Mike and Tim around. Yeah, that's that's equip lifting, man. It usually doesn't go good like eighty percent of the time. <laughs> yeah, I think you're too jacked. Your arms are probably too big for them sleeves. If you're if you're tweaking your elbows, you know, might be a little yeah, too tight. Yeah, Tim always tells me. Tim's like, it's just I think that you're like you're just too cut for like a shirt. Like you don't have any fluff on you. Like that's just what it is. Yeah. like it's hard. We've talked about that a lot on here. That like a lifter like me. Or like you know other good lifters that you see, you can see them like the lean guys are really have a hard time with equipment. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's got to fit perfectly. When you have fluff like me, 
you can fit into anything and fit into super tight stuff. And there's a lot of like room to play with and a, and a bigger groove maybe. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but I was just curious about that. Cause you got really good resources and you know, well, we like my, talk my, about... bench, my bench itself has been going like great. Like I went from like when I first got to Midland with Tim, I was benching like 275. And so three years later, I'm up to almost 400. So yeah, like it's, it's good. And Mike, has been helping a lot with tweaking stuff like with the bench shirt and tell me like when to tuck and stuff. So like everything's going good with it. It's just that I haven't had as much time in a bench shirt as like a squat, as a squad suit. Cause in Mississippi powerlifting, they don't have bench shirts in high school. You can't use them. Okay. So, but you're wearing suits in, in high school. Yeah. I was wearing suits in high school. Yeah. And that's weird. Well, yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Like, you know, how long you've been wearing equipment. And I, I guess that's kind of weird that they don't have bench shirts, but you know, yeah, you just... so I was, uh, I started powerlifting in seventh grade and my school like wasn't, I mean, it was, it had powerlifting, but it wasn't as big as like, um, new Douglas's school, Oak Grove in Mississippi. Like mm-hmm. they have like Titan gear, like uh titanium wraps, stuff like that. Like all types of stuff. We just had Enzer, like lucky to get that. So we had like the Enzer suits are basically like Titan squat Ross suits now. Yeah. The Z suits. That's basically, yeah. Like that's a, that's what I'm, that's what I would wear in high school. So it really wasn't that bad. And then I got to, like, I made worlds. And so I started training in the super cantana and stuff like that. And yeah, then I got used to it. Well, you made sub junior worlds in high school? Uh, yeah, I made sub junior worlds my senior year of high school. That's cool. So then, then all of a sudden you had to figure out what a bencher it was. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, funny I mean, story about that, actually. It's, um, my first high school nationals, I didn't know what a bench shirt was. And I just borrowed a bench shirt off of somebody. Like, didn't know how to use it at all. <laughs> and got in it and ended up getting third, tied for second and got Damn. third off. And then the year after that, when the year I won, uh, Tim was there and he got me a bench shirt and put me in it and hadn't trained in it at all and just put it on and used it. So, oh, he's lucky that's not an NCAA violation, bro, giving you a bench <laughs> shirt while you're still in high school. That's crazy. Yeah, but you know, that's funny. Like it's a crazy story, but like me and Alex, we we didn't know what gear was until we were well into our college careers when meeting <laughs> Big Mike, but still we loved it when uh picked it up. I mean, I had this question for you the other day too. We were just talking like who the fuck beat you at high school nationals and where are they now? <laughs> um, I don't it was two guys from like Abbeville, Louisiana or something like that. But they were it, were, it was a guy from Louisiana and then it was, he beat me and he was like really good, but I don't know what happened to him. And then the guy that I tied with, um, he just stopped powerlifting. Like he literally, yeah. like the year I went to Worlds, he, um, he just quit. He was like, yeah, I'm not doing it. Damn. And he just stopped powerlifting. That's crazy. I just can't imagine people, like even when you're younger, like people beating you. Cause I mean, you're still so young and so good. Like, I mean, who are these kids and where'd they go? But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man. So, um, did you play other sports in high school or you just focus on powerlifting? Uh, I played football and I was going to like try to go the football route and just like give up powerlifting altogether. But I ended up, um, like not because my dad was my football coach. He's a track coach, so I ran track also. But that's <laughs> I just ran it just because he wanted me to get faster. But for football, uh, my senior year, you probably don't know or you might know uh, the running back for the Rams, Cam Akers. Yeah, yeah, he I graduated with him. Damn, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my dad was like, we're going to win. We're going to win state. So just like give it this one last year. Just, you're just go ahead and keep playing football. And we ended up winning. So, so you were running back is what you're saying? Yeah. I was and running so you, back. Yeah. You were just kind of like waiting to get some touches behind Cam? Yeah. 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 I mean, I was, I was a uh, second string, but Cam played quarterback in high school. So yeah, I didn't, it was, by, I was behind another guy who plays football now at uh, Southern Mississippi. That's and pretty so, yeah, wild, was, man. I was second behind him. So, I mean, I, I was besides some like really good, like D1 players. So, I mean, I, I went upset with being second string, me being 5'4, 150 pounds, playing 6'8 football, still being second string. So, I was happy with that. Yeah, no, it's cool. I really wanted to like lead it into a question of like, you know, how you ended up choosing Midland for your, you know, undergraduate studies. And if there were other opportunities for you out there, you considered going anywhere else. Um, well, I went my freshman year of college. I actually went to Mississippi State because uh, uh, I didn't want to, my family and I decided like I didn't want me to go too far home, but I still had a, like a scholarship offer from Midland, but I ended up not going. Um, but no one else really, honestly, like I contacted other schools and they were like, not really like, oh yeah, you should come here. You should give it a try. Like no one ever like went out on that limb and wanted me like a part yeah. of their team. Like not... UTSA. I talked to one of their, their old recruits. I talked to Leanne. You know Leanne. Leanne yeah. about that all the time. Um, and she's just like, um, hold on, sorry. No, nah, it's all good. Give me two seconds. Dogs are cool. <laughs> we can do the barking, man. Yeah, we bark. We bark. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, no, no, nobody really came and like wanted to give me a chance. And then Tim was the only, literally the only person that was like, oh, yeah, like. Yeah, I like, mean, no, Midland's got a good thing going because like Northeastern, we would love to recruit recruit people out of high school, but we don't have any money to offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's it costs a lot to go to our school and you have to get in on your own. Not yes. not that you wouldn't get in on your own academically, it's that you, you there's no there's no um there's no there's no money available for just powerlifting, so it kind of sucks, but we would have loved to have you, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know that Northeastern had like a team. Like the only teams I knew about was like uh Texas A&M, UTSA, um Mississippi State had a small team. Um, LSU, of course. Yeah, Louisiana, Lafayette. all the Louisiana schools. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all those guys. And I took a visit to uh, Tech, but Tech was one of the people that did were like, "Oh yeah, we want you." But I forgot about that. Honestly, so long ago. But <laughs> but um, yeah, it was no one. No one really wanted me, and so Tim went out on a limb for me, and I appreciate that to this day. Like I tell him that all the time. Like after I totaled eight hundred, like I literally like went up to him and I hugged him, and I was like. Thank you for helping me come this far because without you, I probably wouldn't have. That's cool, man. It sounds like you almost have like a chip on your shoulder, but you know, it it is an interesting and unique experience because, you know, there's not a lot of people who get recruited to lift in college because there's not a lot of opportunities there, but it's, it's awesome what you're doing. Um, Yeah, I I definitely do. Yeah. I have a chip on my shoulder. How does it work, man? Does Tim show up in your living room or like tell everybody how it works? Um, Well, (laughs) Um, now he doesn't do home visits that I know of, but he does go to like, um, he does go to like state, state meets most of the time. So he goes like Wisconsin state championships for high school, Texas state championships. 
uh, he, he's tried to go to Mississippi, but for the past two years, it's just been weird, like with timing and collegiates and coronavirus and stuff like that. But he goes to national meets, the high school nationals, and he talks. It's not like he just goes and just sits behind like the counter and and does like a little, oh, well, this is our school. Like, this is our campus. Like, like uh, I forgot what they're called, like an ambassador would do for the school. He like goes to you like at the meet, talks to you like you have really good numbers. We are school, like we give scholarships. We're the best out. <laughs> like we have all these national championships, all these national team members. Like he gives like the whole gist of it. And he sends you like all the middling gear and stuff like that. It's like, it's a, it's literally like the process with any other sports. Yeah. That's cool, man. That's cool. Like we, we started our own team <laughs> from <Yeah>. scratch <laughs> with big Mike. So, and then we made our own gear and shit. It was, I mean, that was a whole awesome experience in itself, but uh, that's cool, man. So you're uh you obviously have collegiate nationals this week. Um, mm -hmm. you know, we'll put this podcast out later in the week and you'll be lifting, but, um, you're doing that in equipment, right? Yep. Going equipped. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember seeing you for the first, uh, to be honest, you know, I didn't, I was coaching Northeastern at 2019 collegiate nationals mm -hmm. in Columbus. And I was coaching a kid in the 74s who came in like fourth or fifth. And I was watching this flight and I was like, who the fuck is that kid? Like, that is sick. And they were like, oh, he's a freshman. I was like, oh my God. And I was like, thank God this kid's lifting equipment. Like, he just made this meet. Like, it's crazy. Because, you know, a lot of it, like, you know, uh, Raw wasn't even offered at collegiates when I was a collegiate lifter. Mm -hmm. Everybody was in equipment. And it was crazy. Like, um, it's a little bit, the energy is down a little bit, even though there's more lifters. Like, it's hard to describe how competitive it was when every team had a full equipped team. Like, we were just at each, at each other's throats. And, like, teams weren't as divided and stuff. But... I was like, yo, it's so cool. This kid's lifting the equipment. I think I came up to you. I was like, yo, dude, I'm a huge fan, whatever, whatever. But I probably a lot <laughs> of people bother you that day. But um, like, how do you choose? Um, like, why did you choose to lift an equipment this year at Collegiates? Uh, well, usually how it goes, though, it's like, like I said before, it's like, like a, a sport, like a varsity sport here. So it's like whatever you get recruited for, normally you go that way unless we need you for team points for another side. And so I got recruited for equipment and honestly, the raw team doesn't need me. So there's really no point in me going raw because uh, honestly, the raw team is one, I think two years for men's or three years for men's. If you count last year, three, but I don't, I don't count last year, but the, the equip team hasn't technically won a championship at like a, a big national collegiate nationals. So this year would be like last, the year, first year I was at Midland, uh, we didn't win. We got like sixth, uh, and then the men's team won. And then last year, the men's team won for raw and equipment. No one was there for equipment. It was just Midland yeah. as a team. And so, but then I didn't lift last year. Well, in 2020, 2020s, 2020. Yeah. yeah, I didn't yeah. lift at all. So I was there. I didn't win. <laughs> yeah, I pulled. I, I saw you. you. Tim was like, Tim was like, oh, Joe's gonna be mad at you. Cap's gonna be mad at you because you're not lifting. Well, I talked no. to Mike and I was like, yo, but I know you had just done the 800 kilo raw total like the week before. Yeah. Right. So I was like, I'm not surprised. And also like, I don't know you, you, the, the, this is like a legend story, legendary story in this podcast, but we had to bring an Alico set six hours from Boston to Scranton for the meet. And, um, when me and Luis pulled in, I don't know if you remember, but I saw you, but we pulled in and Luis is like suburban. 
or, or uh, Yukon XL, like a big silver yeah. SUV. Yeah, y'all parked it like right in the middle in the back. We parked it right in the middle, and I was like, oh, shit, there's Austin. But I knew that we were going to see our families Thanksgiving, like four days later. Mm-hmm. So it was my goal not to talk to anybody because, like, <laughs> there was, like, a huge coronavirus spike in November. Yeah. And, like, I was like, there are kids from all over the place here, and this is, like, the last place I want to be. We were already mad that we had to be there. So I, like, saw you from 100 yards away, and I was like, yeah, I really want to talk to Austin, but I, I didn't. I just We got, like, I told the story in the podcast. They didn't need the weights, and we, we basically turned around and went home, and we were pissed because yeah. we drove, like, six hours for nothing. But, <laughs> yeah, man, that's all right. That collegiate's kind of look whack, but... Yeah, but yeah, so I, I mean, I would, I want to win, I want to win a equipped championship as a team anyway, because I have, I've never won a meet as a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's cool. That's awesome, man. I really like, I really love that because that was like, man, if I could have had it even close to winning an equipped championship when I was in college, that would have been like a dream. And then when I started coaching our team, you know, as an alumni, I was like, yo, we're going to win a championship, but it's still, it's so hard in equipment to, to have everybody fire on the same weekend, you know? So yeah. that's so many, awesome. So many man. variables with equipment. Who else is yeah. on the equip team for you guys? Is Joe lifting in equipment? <laughs> no, Joe's not lifting in equipment. <laughs> I made him laugh. I didn't mean it. <laughs> um, it's me. I'll, I'll start from the bottom. Um, so we have Charles Schufert. So CJ 59. Oh, he's a bad man. Yeah. Yeah. He's real good. Um, we have Rob Sines, who also who's also my roommate. Um, he's a good. He was 59. He's moving up to 66 now. Uh, we have another 66 that's a freshman named uh, Jordan Wilkerson. He's from Texas. Um, then we have a 74 that was Rob. He moved over for team points named Jackson Yeager. Uh, then we have me at 83. Um, um, I think we have a. I don't know if he's 93 or 105. A freshman named Isaac. Um, then we have Jaime, who's a 120, uh, Kenny Smith, who's like my free. I love him. He's just the excitement he brings to the weight room. Uh, Kenny Smith, um, he's a 120 plus, And then Joseph Bueno, which is another 120 plus, And then 120. And then we have another 105 named Ewell. So we have a good amount of people. So yeah, that's a lot, people. man. I didn't even know you guys had that many lifters. That's cool. Yeah. Like he recruited a lot of equipped men out of the freshman class. So. That's awesome, man. Yeah, we saw Charles lift. Mike was texting us like, you got to check out this guy, Charles, whatever. So that was cool, man. You said you're going 83? Yeah, yeah I'm going 83. You're going to make weight? You're going to weigh 74 one? That that's, that's the thing. I'm like literally two days ago, I was 73 keys. Like I'm Yo, like trying to You got to eat up. something, boy. <laughs> yeah. You got to go hang out with Big Mike. You sling yeah. a couple pizzas. Yeah, so I mean, as of right hobbies. now, I can weigh myself. I just weighed myself tonight and I was 165 and that's after a whole day of eating. But by the time I wake up in the morning, I'll probably be 164, 163 again. Damn. So it's, right. just... it's going to be close, man. That's a sweat. Yeah. Like I, I'm going to have to push it a little bit. Yeah. Okay. What, what personal goals do you have for equipment? If you, if, if you've got some like outside of collegiates or, you know, worlds, um, like, do you have any so... personal equipment? equip goals well i want to go to world games so that's the thing for that so the plan is i've been talking to mike about stuff and stuff like that so um i don't know if i'm gonna do napf so whatever but that's a maybe he said i should but i might you know for the mike's crazy part. yeah but uh i plan on trying to hit 
Well, the goal was to hit 900 keys at collegiates, but since the Ben shirt stuff didn't end up not working out, uh, I'm just gonna, I'll probably go for it at nationals during the summer, maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I take that back because I'm looking, I forgot I'm looking raw two days before. Yeah, I was gonna ask you. No, about it's the day before, bro. Isn't it the day before or is it Tuesday? No, it's, not, is it it's Thursday, Thursday and Saturday. Thursday, I think Thursday all equipment Saturday. Yeah, but I thought all raw men were on Friday. Uh-uh, Thursday. Oh, right. No, unless they changed it. They got I pray to God it's still Thursday. But, I hope uh, so, man. So you're that's what we that's what I wanted to get to is you're lifting both divisions yeah, at open. Going both, yeah. So the plan is to go all out raw and give Taylor a run for his money, of course. And then uh do whatever I'm gonna have to hit hit at least 830 to make the world seem. So if I have to go over 830 to win, of course I'm gonna go eight over 830. But you're talking equipped world team. Yeah, equipped world team. Just go in there and just hit hit 830 and just get the world team spot. That's awesome, man. I, I think if you make the open worlds, I've always said the best path is to just do open worlds to world games. I mean, I used to make fun oh, yeah. of the guys who would try to do NAPF because a wild card can go to a random ass weight class. Even if you're the best lifter, if like Newt and some other 74 or, or it's two Americans make your weight class in world games, then you can't win the wild card anyway. So the best yeah. way is to do worlds and try to place top three or, you know, even top four or five, you're pretty good shape, but top three is automatic. You can't. Yeah. And like, if you're a lifter as talented as yourself, you bet on yourself, right? So yeah, a 900 kilo total would have would have won equipped worlds the last time they had it. So yeah, dude. I mean, you're totaling 800 raw, so you got to think, you know, that's in the that's in the realm of possibilities, especially with uh, your resources. But that's awesome, man. I I know you were on the roster for equipped, but I wasn't sure um, if you were doing it raw also. So that's pretty cool, man. So. Um, you're really, you're really uh, all in on trying to give Taylor a run. Oh yeah, I'm putting, I'm putting all my marbles on that. Like I'm, like I've already made my my program for that, because I'm programming myself for the for the national meet, like I did for, because I programmed myself for that 800 kilo total. So I'm gonna do the same exact program, but like change the numbers around. I've already put that program into place. Like I've put Mike's stuff in it, but like my main lifts, so my my SBD days, I've. I made that my own way, but his accessories and like scheme of everything is still his. It's built around that. Are you trying to eat and grow up, grow a little bit into your weight class? You said you're like, you were under 74 the other day and you're trying. So like in this, in this prep, are you consciously trying to like increase your calories and and build some, build some muscle going in? I'm going to try my hardest to try to like sit at 75 and a half maybe 76 every once in a while but i want to stay at that so i can just probably just not eat breakfast that day or something like that and just weigh mm-hmm. in and be fine so that's the goal but i like i like training under because i know that i'll get an extra boost come meet day if i do way more but like some days it doesn't work out like that like when i weighed in at my last meet at 72 keys that was not the plan at all like yeah. I was sitting at like 74 the night before and I'm like, okay, I'm good. And then I wake up the next day and I'm like, I'm not going to eat anything. So I went in because I want to be over and I just didn't check my weight because I knew I was going to be under anyway. And I end up losing two keys. Mm-hmm. How, how so, do you guys, do you guys like talk about um, kind of like cutting weight and gaining weight and meat day and meat week, you know, stuff, well, nutrition, we, nutrition. We talk about it, but normally like what we've been doing this year which i really like is 
I think it was Mike's idea, but we do like random weigh-ins. So to make sure that everyone's close to weigh. And then I think it's like three weeks out. If you aren't within like seven or five pounds, they're like, we're moving you up. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, Mike is uh well-educated, even though he's a large fellow, he's well-educated <laughs> in nutrition and diet has a couple master's degrees. So I was wondering, I guess Alex was wondering if that's actually like part of the official like program of yeah. being on the team. It's part of like they, they track that. I know this is a thing that Mike put in for sure. And this, this year is part of the weigh-in. So it's like we have random weigh-ins and we do like a scale of one to 10 on how stressed are you, how sore you are and how many hours of sleep you get at night. And we do that every day we come in the gym. So we, we work out Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. So every day you come in before you start lifting, you're supposed to fill that form out. And he has like a chart where it shows like, oh, well, you've had a dip to where you're stressing and you're missing sleep. So maybe you're stressed because you haven't been sleeping enough or yeah. your soreness is like maybe you're sore. That's why you're not sleeping enough. So it's like that. That's cool, man. I wish we did that in college. Yeah, Mike's evolved. How, yeah, how hungover <laughs> are you was, was our question of the day when we were training on Sunday mornings with Mike. But uh that's cool man. Um oh, breaking up. Oh man. No, nah, yeah, we got you back. We got you. the audio is okay. good. It's just your video froze for a second. But yeah, that's cool man because right now me and Alex we would fail that survey every time cuz we don't sleep enough. Oh, we sleep plenty, dude. Oh, we sleep during <laughs> the day. We don't sleep at night. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting like eight. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah that, my, that's cool. My girlfriend makes my girlfriend makes a joke all the time about how do you how do you know your boyfriend's not cheap, cheating on you and it's because I'm asleep like literally all the time. Yeah. Like like when I'm not in class, sleep. After practice, sleep. Like wake up. That's Dude, all I do is sleep. Like that's I'll, a major. Like, how do you get so many hours? Of that's a major key. Yeah. Yeah, that's key. I wanted to ask you. I know I know you're gunning for Taylor. Um, are there any lifters like you? You're looking forward like you got the champion mindset. You're looking to dethrone Taylor, but are there any guys below you that you like are keeping an eye on or like that you, that you like as lifters or think are threatening? Um, well, for raw, I always keep an eye on Michael and um, Kevin Tran for raw. Like those guys are always like, they're right there. Well, and Pug, mm -hmm. but Pug isn't posting anything, but so I, that's why I didn't put his name in there. But but um yeah like kevin and michael are always like on the increase and they'll pop out of nowhere and do something and stuff like that and i'm i'm I always keep those guys in the back of my mind just about to be like oh well i'm number two for sure like i'm not like oh no one else is near me but they got those guys, those guys keep pushing me more than like trying to reach taylor because it's like you always got to look back and be like oh someone's still chasing me while i'm gunning for what's uh what's ahead of me yeah yeah we met michael and i mean we watched michael lift at the arnold too last year in 2020 and he's super oh, impressive yeah, okay. super nice guy it's like we're mm -hmm. it's hard like when there was like a post about like oh who's like is it michael is it austin and i was like damn i know it's austin but i really like michael too so <laughs> i did say i'm all in on austin but i know that you know michael michael is is a really great dude you know we did meet pug the goat we weren't impressed you know, and you got to make weight if you're gonna win the meet. He looks so. like he looks like he's, he's above that weight class. Yeah, no, he oh, yeah, to... he's he's the tallest seventy four. Yeah, he he looked like he looked like that wasn't the right weight class, and the way the way like his whole last last time he was trying to do a meet, I like ended up 
getting suckered into trying to watch that YouTube video, and it was just like the stupidest thing. <laughs> They're like, we got a hotel room 30 minutes away, but I live 20 minutes away, and then we checked my weight, and we we're two hours out, and I was two kilos over, and you know, we had, the sauna didn't work. I was like, this is the stupidest shit I've ever seen. Like, it at least just smooth brain. At shit. least just like miss weight and then lift, and then at least you could talk shit if you hit good numbers. You'd be like, I just missed weight by a kilo, but you know, I hit these numbers, so. I'll be good next yeah. time. And the guy didn't even lift. I was like, what a clown. Yeah, I wish I wish he would lift it because we you were supposed to lift the same day. And he had no yeah. clue either. Yeah. Like he literally had no clue. And we were because we have a group message and all. And he was like, Yeah. Everybody was like, Good luck, pug, good luck today. Like hit that 800 kilo total. And I'm like, I'm literally like weighing in right now. And no one has a clue. Wait, so all you guys have a group message, all the 74s? Uh, well, it's it's just me, Michael, Pug, um, Nico Flores, which he moved up, and uh, Zach DiCostanzo. So you guys oh, tie dye Zach. Do you guys just talk shit in there, or like you friendly, or what? Well, like, what's the deal? Uh, it's it's all it's all types of things. Like we'll send each other stuff. We'll talk about other seventy fours. <laughs> well, it's just like a it's like a boys clubhouse. Yeah, dude, that shit. It's good while it lasts, man. I mean, I used to I. In 2011, 2012, and 10 years ago, I used to talk to Blaine a lot, and then we just got so competitive that like I could, we yeah. couldn't stand each other. Like it's gonna happen. So I was gonna, I was actually gonna ask you a follow up question, like if there is real beef in powerlifting, like do you really beef with people? Because I did, but it doesn't seem like a lot of people do anymore. Some to some extent, yeah, but to others, no. Like, like I don't think I have, I don't have any beef with anybody except you're for, too like, nice. <laughs> you're too good of a dude except for like um i try to start like i i try to start some beef with some people like uh i try to start beef with angel moreno and, oh yeah That's and he just one. got like he got super like into it and he was like bro like i'll fight you and i'm like oh bro like i was i was, <laughs> I was just like trying to start like the we're cool now of course but like yeah. at that point it was like yeah like i don't talk he's like i don't talk trash sorry i'm like oh Oh, I had yeah. beef with him too. Everybody's he starts beef with everybody, man. But that's fine. Yeah, I love but, it. I, one of my complaints about powerlifting is that lifters don't beef enough. It's not like real sports where nice. there's no trash talk anymore. Nice. That's all. Yeah, it I is. don't like that. I don't like that <laughs> shit. Yeah, we call it we call the raw world the circle jerk. Yeah, uh, everybody's circle jerk. Everybody's playing grab ass at raw nationals. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but I mean, one person that I can say that I don't even know if he does listen to this or not. But I'll I'll talk trash. You know, it's a spicy podcast. So I remember my freshman year when I was at Mississippi State when I went to Collegians. I was ranked. I was projected to get third behind uh, Angel Moreno because he was projected to get first, and Alex Mayer. <laughs> and Angel Moreno ended up ended up bombing out on squat, and then so I was going to get second no matter what because it was that's when they had prom time that one year, and so yeah, they and them bombed out. So Alex won. And so we go to Collegiates the next year at Ohio State, and I'm about to weigh in. And he says to me to my face, he says, don't you remember last year when I beat you and blew you out and I didn't even wear a bench shirt? Oh, that turned me. That let me go. <laughs> Wait, Alex like, Mayer oh. said that? Yeah, he said to my face, yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, really? <laughs> so we go to – I knew he was going to be at Open Nationals, and I was going to go to Open Nationals too because I was trying to get the open spot. So we're going, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, he's a 74 too. He's going to go, he's gonna, we're going to fight for the open or whatever. Guy ends up missing weight. Yeah. Missed oh, weight. And then he still, he's, even though he missed weight, he still lifted. He went up, lifted 83, still beat him. 
I still Damn. told him. He told him like seven seventy five. Yeah, we like, like Alex, but you he's know, he's a wild man. He's, he's a wild. He's man. a crazy dude. We we hung out with him a couple weeks ago when we were in Texas, but um, that's cool, man. We I support all the trash talk. That's you know, he deserves it if he said that to you, bro. He should have realized he was coming at he was coming at yeah, this, the fucking this summer king. we're gonna be competing against each other, so I can't wait for that. Yeah, man, that'll be good. I'm sure he's like, you know, a lot I joke around about this all the time, how everybody thinks that like the stars are gonna align and they're gonna make world games. And I'm <laughs> like, yo, unless you're Austin Perkins or Newt Douglas or you know, you know, a couple other lifters like Kelsey McCarthy or yeah. Boni- Ian Bell, Ian Bell Bonica, um, like you might have some problems, you know, yeah. and you're on that list. Uh, you're on that list. You know, I used to be on that list, but I'm a little fucked up now and I've already been, so I'm good. But you know, man, like he's probably thinking, he's probably thinking about you every night, bro. I hope he is. He is. He closes his eyes at night. And he's thinking about you. <laughs> I mean, shout out, shout, shout out, out Alex, the he's, cowboy. He's definitely listening to this thing. He's a, he's a, a follower of the spicy PL podcast. So shout out, man. Yeah, I mean, I might rough. not even lift it open that. So I might just watch. It's going to be good. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be good. Especially, I'm going to be hyped too if in, everything ends up going well raw too. If everything ends up going like really good raw, like I'm just going to go insane. Yeah, just let it, let it fly. I mean, you're going to, you're going to, maybe you're going to feel a little down, but you still got to let it fly. It's like there's nothing oh, left. Yeah, definitely. Empty the I plan, tank. I plan, I plan on hitting like, like the goal was to just go in there and try to hit like around the same thing raw. So like, but switch it. So probably like just squat 750 around that just to keep it easy. And then bench like my opener, my second attempt, and then just pull like 660 or 670. And I'll still, I'll you got to watch out for Alex's deadlift, bro. Oh, I know. That's what, that's why I got to, that's why I got to up my, I didn't know he was going at first and I just got to up my squat. I'll probably just squat <laughs> 800 and just call it a day. If I squat 800 and he pulls like 750, we'll be good. Man. I know I know that like the recent deadlift he did that was like a it was like a world was it world record? Yeah, all time world record. All time world record. It was like he got tossed off a bull and his ankle was all like broken <laughs> and fucked up and black and blue. So He's I mean, a real cowboy. He's he's a wild man, so I respect his grit, you know. Yeah. I like that kid, but I'm glad you that got, you guys have a little bar, little rival, a little competitiveness. I love that. Yeah, he's got to hold on to the bar, though. He's got to make sure he Damn. Gives- yeah, that was a deadlift bar. <laughs> but, yeah. yo, actually, there's one more question about beef I wanted to ask you. And you might not know us, but we had um, – you know who Jason Mike is? Yeah. He's like – the he, he benches 600 pounds raw like every day at 300 mm-hmm. pounds. He's he's a beast raw lifter. Yeah, yeah seven days in a row. Yeah, he um we had him on the podcast because we met Jason Mike, and, like, he's just a hilarious dude. But one of the things he said was that he was sponsored by A7 and they sent him some knee sleeves and they were just absolute trash. And that he just like, he just like got in a fight with the people at A7 because he tried yeah. to give them like constructive criticism. And then like. He had a big falling out with them because he yeah. was like, they treated me really nice at first and then they weren't nice, you know, and their knee sleeves, they disintegrate. So like, you don't need to say much. All you need to say is, are you going to be wearing A7 knee sleeves when you beat Taylor Atwood? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, <laughs> he probably, honestly, what he did was, so there, A7 has two types of wraps. I mean, knee sleeves. So they have, like, the training ones where it's, like, like the, I can, let me see if I can think of the colors. Like, the pink ones, the, the pink and black ones, the military green and black, the black and gray with the gray A7 words. Those are, like, literally, like, 
training. Like if you look on the website, it says like training sleeves. They have stiff ones for a reason. So you can use in comp. So like I know a guy, um, well, you probably know Chesnificent on Instagram. He has like a chart. Yeah, yeah. He has a chart, a chart with all like the sleeves on there. And he said the stiff ones are literally like up there with not not the SBD uh, OGs, like the first one, first ones they ever came out, but every the ones after that though, they're literally the exact same, like in every way, like the durability, how many pounds you get off of. He said you probably get like 15 or 20 pounds off the stiff ones and everything. Like you just have to know the difference and read before you buy. Yeah. Like that's that's all it no. is. Like when I train, I train in the training ones that are thinner. Mm-hmm. And then when I go to a meet, I put on like the Americana, the stealth, the puzzles, or uh the puzzles. infernos they just dropped. That sounds sick. Yeah, so in your opinion, like is is A seven like more like more stylish than S B D? Is it is oh, it you yeah. look cooler? Yeah, Does it make you cooler? Yeah, they at least you know A seven changes up their stuff. <laughs> well, I look cooler if I wear. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> that I like that man. We shit on SVD like no, like that just, shit is such trash. They just change the color every year, and these yeah, idiots yeah. buy it up. But and it's yeah. so overpriced. I'm still wearing my SBDs that I got from Ken Anderson in 2014. Like I ain't yeah. buying fucking green sleeves, bro. Like yeah, yeah, like, they're literally the, the they put out and, the same thing. And the knee wraps, bro. Like I I wrap Monet in their knee wraps, and they just like disintegrated like i i could only use them once on her like i wrapped her so tight and they just tore apart i'm like bro and they have the nerve to charge more for knee wraps than titan or inzer would i'm like yo you don't even know how to make a knee wrap bro yeah. so how does chrono know. use I knew that they sold them. i knew they sold them i didn't know they they were pricey though they're pricey and they just like they're they're like disposable wraps you can only use them once speaking how of does, wraps, how does konovalov use them i don't know he must have like ten pairs every day. How do you like the? Um, have you tried the, the world record breaking wraps, the slingshot ones? The like slingshot wraps? Yeah. No, I haven't. Those I didn't. Are, those are like super long, right? What are they? they what do you mean world record breaker? That's what they're called. They're called world record breaking wraps. Like they're. I used them in high school, and I haven't used them since because they didn't make. They weren't. They weren't IPF approved. That's what it was. They weren't IPF yeah. approved, but they are now. And like they were really good in high school. Like they're stiff, stiff. Like I don't like stiff wraps anymore. I'm more of a, a um a titanium type of guy. But like Mike gets on me all the time about that. He was like, "Oh, you're 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 just soft." He's like, "You're, you're soft." Yeah. Joe hates titanium. Yeah. I don't want to talk trash. Oh, okay. I'm looking up these wraps right now. So they're IP, they're IPF approved, huh? I yeah, think they IPF might approved. be they're, now. They were pretty good. Not hmm. gonna lie. Like they're they're stiffer than the. Um, THPs. Nah, you can't use these. Oh, no, you can use these. Two meter. Shit, dude. Yeah, man. I mean, I was sponsored by Inzer for a long time, and I used grippers, and then I switched back to Titan wraps, and uh, the THPs are sick. The titaniums, I don't know, man. You you just do what you do. It's the same thing as Iron Zs, I think. They're like like Iron Zs. What I I told Mike is, is you get, like, you just get more revolutions out of it. Yeah, you can stretch the shit out of them. And if you pull them tight enough, then just like it's like a cast on your in your leg like i tried to squat i think like in the gym during prep this like f- like two weeks ago three weeks ago mike wrapped me super tight and i told him not to and i could barely <laughs> get down to like 750 like i literally i think i didn't send you the video i'll send you the video after this hell yeah dude but, 
it was like I could like I literally stopped like right above parallel and it's like I can't go any lower and I just let the weight just I just free fall and dropped it and hit it and bounced yeah, back who, up. Like, who is your rapper? Is Mike rapping you? Well, Mike was rapping me the whole time in practice, but uh, he's going to be coaching because we have so many people going at the same time as me that uh, Joe Pena is going to rap me, which he raps really good still. Nice. Yeah, you need a 300-pound guy. To, to <laughs> well, I mean, they both they might might both be 400 pounds. You need yeah. a 400-pound guy to rap you. Yeah. I don't know if you listen to this podcast, but Joe might be having a – Someone that he's never had wrap his knees before wrap his knees at nationals. Uh, have you heard of uh, Dan Bell? <laughs> yeah. Dan Bell has offered to wrap Joe's knees. Oh, did we, have we talked about that on here? Maybe not, but yeah. I don't know. So, like, Mike is pretty busy. He's a pretty busy yeah. man at nationals, and Luis is lifting. So I asked Mike if he could wrap me. I think he might be too busy, so then – Dan Bell's like, fuck it, I'll rap you. And I was like, yo, you deadlift 900 pounds, fine. Like, that'd be cool. <laughs> He's like, I mean, yeah, I guess I guess that's fine, yeah. Yeah. I'm Now that you say that, I got to think about who's going to rap me for national sense. Like, because I know <laughs> Joe isn't going to come unless Tim. Yeah, Mike's in high demand. Yeah. Uh, Mike's always in high demand. I'm going to train this kid up, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be training. While he's on his meat prep, I'm going to be doing my rap and prep. Just Okay. Yeah. Well, I, might have, I might have one of you guys rap me then. Yeah, I wish I could soon, bro. Soon I'll be very retired and I'll I'll handle you. You'll be fine, man. I've been I've seen a lot of shit, bro. So I got you. <laughs> All right. So we've talked a lot about equipment, and we have some fan questions later. And people are gonna. There's actually some cool questions, but I mean, just a general question. So far, I mean, you're a young guy, but what do you think your highest moment in powerlifting has been so far? Oh, that's tough. I haven't had this question in a while. Oh. Um, I'll say honestly, uh, my highest moment. Can my highs be my lowest also? Yeah, it's fine. I was gonna ask you, but just just lay it out. Okay. Well, I feel like my highest was like slash lowest would be me losing uh, sub junior worlds in twenty seventeen. I think that was like a flipping point like in my head and was like, I don't ever want to lose again. Cause I think besides that, after losing in uh collegiates, that's the last time I've lost a meet. If you count, but if you count opens, I don't really count opens because I'm still a junior. But yeah. If you count if you don't count that, like I haven't I haven't taken a loss in my head in a while. Like I don't consider losing to Taylor a loss because I won the junior. So I did what I was supposed to. I didn't go in thinking I was going to beat Taylor because it was my first. My first. Yeah, I mean, you entered the division and took a hack yeah. at it, but you were you were in the lifting in the junior. Yeah, I wanted to win juniors. That was my goal to win juniors. So I have it. Me losing that meet made me feel like I don't want to. Like I don't ever want to make him feel that feeling again. And that's so awesome. That's what goes through my head every time. And then that was that was really it. Like I haven't had, like when I was total 800, I didn't think that was like, I was happy about it because, you know, I proved people wrong. Cause people said I wasn't going to do it, but like, that wasn't like a, a very high point. Like, yeah. I mean, it was, it was a meet at Midland, right? Yeah. It was a meet at Midland. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you do that, when you do that on a big stage, I'm sure you'll feel all the feels, but I mean, that was just, yeah. it was awesome to see for us, but I know it was pre pretty much just training for you. Yeah. But when I do something like I beat, 
like let's say I beat Taylor, that'll be like a, a huge pointer. If like go to Worlds and I beat Olek, then yeah, that'll be like yeah, man, I'll, that's awesome. So uh, you've never bombed out of a meet, huh? No, my first, my very first ever powerlifting meet, I went two for well, I went one for three on squat. Like I got mm-hmm. my last squat to get in the meet. That was my first meet ever. But other than that, that was the closest. Good man, keep lifting how you're lifting, because <laughs> yeah. if someone asked me what my lowest point is, I just I'd have a laundry list. I got it all. <laughs> um, that's cool, man. That's that's a really like awesome perspective, and uh, I think that when you did lose to Taylor, I mean, say lose, but that was like a huge W for you. Like I know who you were, and a lot of equip lifters knew who you were, and collegiate lifters, but then like you blew up. Like everybody was yeah. like Austin Perkins. What? Was, so what? They're like. Who's this guy who's never been to Raw Nationals and only has two Raw meets ever? Yeah, that was sick, man. <laughs> All of a sudden, King of the Lifts is posting you and <laughs> yeah. trying, to, trying to cozy up next to you. Yeah, we talk a lot of shit about SPD, King of the Lifts, uh, Raw Lifting. No. <laughs> yeah, we do that. Um, that's our least favorite podcast. But anyway, you, you kind of alluded to one of these questions. And it's a fan question. And I really thought it was a great question, but you already know. So someone said, is it, and, and shout out to get the lift on Instagram for asking this question. Would you rather beat Oleg or Taylor? And I'm just saying, don't say both right now. Say this year, you got to beat one of them. And you got to pick. I'm going to say Taylor. Yeah. Why though? Because I'm the, the only reason is because if if Oleg would have won the last Worlds, it would have been Oleg. I got you. Yeah, Oleg's he, coming coming down. Yeah. I mean, That's you're like you're reason. you're literally half his age, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> literally, I'm literally half his age. Yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah, about- if he would if he would have lost, then it would have been him for sure. But. Yeah, after he got beaten, I was like, uh, like I remember, I remember watching it. I was in my my humanities class, my first year here at Midland, and I was like, what? I was like, oh, like just lost. Yeah. And I was just like, sat there and I was like, dude, oh. he's been like, he's been like razor th- in twenty twelve. Some guy beat him and failed his drug test. He was Bulgarian, like it was gonna happen. And then <laughs> two years ago, the guy actually, the Russian guy loaded the wrong deadlift number he loaded too much and like it was like two and a half keys too heavy and he like literally missed it by like a like like a pinky finger and i was like yo he literally would have made the the actual deadlift for the win but he fucked up so Oleg got an extra year out of that but then that guy actually came in and got him in 2019 so it sucks to see it come to an end but uh because i wanted to be i wanted to be the guy to beat him because i was like oh i got a wild He'll be at the top for a while, so I got a time to get like get stronger, you know, get up there, and then don't sleep on Oleg, Dom. I'm sure he's he's oh, he's no, coming for the next World Games. Don't sleep on for Oleg. Sure. Yeah. That's yeah. a good answer, though. What were you gonna say? Alex? I was gonna say, would you rather beat Taylor or win World Games? Oh, win World Games for sure. That's yeah. easy. That's that's a that's a easy. <laughs> You're a smart kid, man. Yeah. You're right. a very All smart right. kid. That's cool. That's good. All right. Another one that we kind of already talked about, but someone wanted, and this is a dumb because the question was phrased and I immediately thought like, this is kind of dumb, but someone asked, are you ever going to go up to 83 and total 2000? And I was like, yo, he's going to total 2074. So 
disregard that part. But are you ever going to go up a weight class, do you think? Um, well, I do plan on going up a weight class, but like not anytime soon. Within the next – so the goal is I want to I'm gonna build a dynasty and I want to win raw and equip probably for like five years straight. Like that's the goal. So if I win four years and then lose my fifth year, I'm gonna stay seventy four. <laughs> but <laughs> Damn. like I don't I don't plan I don't plan I'm going up for probably the next seven to ten years probably. Yeah, but but if you do make the world games, the weight class is you don't have to make seventy four. So yeah, you yeah, have to yeah, keep that in mind. You could just I'll, get big just, as fuck. I'll just chill. Yeah, he can just chill. But you gotta eat, man. <laughs> Everybody says I try to eat the power. The power of the bloat. Yeah, you gotta blow it up. <laughs> yeah, a little fluff will help you in gear. Like, I, I told I told Chloe though the other day we were doing something, and I was like, I just don't feel the same because, like, I'm trying to eat more so I can be over 74, and I've never been this heavy, and so like, I feel weird like going into competition. Like this week feels weird not being like, feeling like not sitting at 73 or 74. Like I'm sitting at like 75, maybe 76. Eat a lot at the end of the day. Like I just, I feel different. Like my body. What's your go? Miss. What's your go-to gainer meal? <laughs> Rice. <laughs> nice, <dude. laughs> my, my my girlfriend's Hawaiian, so she makes rice all the time. So that's, we literally when we start dating, she put, makes rice with everything, and so that's what's been keeping me. That's like, my Korean brother put me on that rice. <laughs> yeah, you need that sticky rice. I, I eat so much fucking rice now, so it's good. <laughs> That sticky rice is good. It's it goes down easy. A little seaweed. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Another one for you. It just picture this. You're at the meet. Maybe you're helping one of you know. You're helping Chloe, or you're helping Shane, or maybe it's you know someone's helping you. But what? Give me three things that have to be in your fanny pack. Day of the meet. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're we're fanny pack gang, but three things you got to have in your fanny pack. Day of the Headphones. meet. <laughs> headphones for one I always like when I'm rapping somebody or handling somebody I have to have headphones in alright um, uh, headphones oh I don't know a snack of some some type of gummies okay. I gotta I, I gotta be eating like I have I have to have something I'm gonna be starving the whole time and last thing oh three things oh mm. Like we got nail clippers, cigarettes, uh, you know, scissors, tampon. Yeah, crazy glue, <laughs> cotton swabs. We got everything. Smelling salts. <laughs> okay, well, strap. Well, let, okay, let's let's use this since I mean technically I can use it, but when I put it in my bag, I keep it in my bag all the time. Is my medal from uh, twenty seventeen Collegiate Nationals? My second place medal. I always keep that on me. Damn, you got you so you. I, you're fueled from the from the L's, man. That's yeah. But that's so the champion I, mindset. Whenever I reach in my bag, like because there's like a top slit, like a little small pocket you can just shove things in. It's always in there. So when I reach my hand in there, I just that's one of the things I feel. So it never leaves my mind. Where do you think you got this mindset from? Do you think like you were raised to have this type of mindset toward athletics, or is it just something in your personality? Like what drives? What What do you think caused this? Um. I think it's both, honestly, because my dad's like a big track coach in Mississippi and stuff like that. So it's all about how I can see him all the time. He's always like, yeah, these teams are always saying, oh, they're going to beat him. He's won like, 
I don't even know, probably like seven, seven championships in a row in Mississippi and track, six, eight. Like, so he's always, people are always talking about, oh, they're going to beat the team this year, beat the team this year. And it's, he's always like, no. Like, I remember what it was like to lose. Don't like that feeling. Like, this is the worst feeling ever. And then with me, it's just, it's the same way. I went through high school, like being told, oh, you weren't big enough. You can never do it. A lot of people that I love told me I wasn't going to be able to do it. So me pushing forward and always proving people wrong just always makes me like, yes, that's my mindset. Like prove them wrong always. Awesome, man. All right. Well, I got a couple more questions for you. And one we usually ask, one we usually ask everybody is who's a powerlifter that either your favorite powerlifter to watch or someone who inspired you when you were getting into powerlifting? Oh, this is good. Um, I'm going to say Ray. So, like, Ray's from Mississippi. Like, I'm from Mississippi. So, I saw him, like, at a meet one time. And I was like, why? Because this is, like, when I first started powerlifting. And I was, I didn't know anything about USAPL. And I'm like, who is this guy? I remember, I think it was, I think it was Jim Battenfield. Or was it Jeff? I don't know. It was one of those guys. They were like, yeah, we have, like, a person here who squatted a thousand pounds raw and and everybody's like oh well, like shaking his hand like clapping like trying to take pictures with him. I'm like who is this guy <laughs> yeah. and then I look him up and I'm like oh that was the guy like I have a picture like an old picture I think I posted on my on my Instagram a while ago and it was just like uh yeah this picture <laughs> oh did. shit yeah like I'm small next to him <laughs> damn yeah, dude school. That's that me. And I was like, I was like, who is this guy? I look him up and I was like, oh, like that's crazy. Like, I want to be just like this guy. Like, I want people to come up to me and be like, wow, like, like this guy did this. I can't believe it. And yeah. so no, like, they're gonna be yeah. coming, dude. Yeah, you want to blow minds. You just want to blow minds like Ray. <laughs> yeah. That, that 300 kilo squat kind of blew my fucking mind, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, holy shit. <laughs> that was nuts. That was yeah, something, that was, man. That was the hardest grind I think I've ever had on the squad. Yeah. Might have blown your mind, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More than you know. Oh, man. Um, I mean, we ask a, a handful of other spicy questions. <laughs> I don't want to do it. it. I don't want to do it to him. He's I don't too even, good of a kid. He's too good of a kid. I don't want to Go ahead. Him. Ask it. Ask it. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Well, I, well, this one's this one's pretty easy. I mean, um. You are aware that um, Eddie Hall and Hafthor Bjornsson are getting into a boxing match um, this this year. You hear about that? <laughs> yeah, I saw that shit like two years ago or a year ago, and I'm yeah, like, "What yeah. is this happening?" I think we're gonna try to go to it. It's in Vegas, but who, uh, who's your, who's your money on? Thor. Mm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Thor for sure. Oh, uh, you're you're one of the only ones. Everybody I, says Eddie. We were all saying Eddie. We were all saying like Eddie's got more fight in him, and Half Thor's kind of like seems like he might be kind of soft. Like he might just like be a pussy. But <laughs> watching their training, I think Thor's actually his his technique looks a little bit better than Eddie's from what I've seen recently. I think he's built better to, to fight than Eddie. Honestly, like Eddie's like a he's like a ball. Like, yeah, I think Eddie's scrappier. I think people forget that Eddie's six three. Like he's not short. It's just that he no, was yeah, so he's not damn short. Thick. He's, Thor is just super tall. Yeah, yeah. 
I think I think I'm gonna change mine to Thor now. Oh my god! <laughs> but so if you had to fight one of them, you'd rather fight Eddie. I'd rather. I'd definitely rather fight Eddie. I feel like I'd his punches would Thor. be a lot slower, also. Yeah, I think I'd rather fight Thor though. I'd rather fight Thor because I think oh, yeah. you know if you're really yeah. tall, you can shoot low, <laughs> and it's like a tree coming down. You know, <laughs> Just go until the tree falls on you and you die. <laughs> 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 yeah so one of the like, bits wow, we do boy, well I, I wanted to ask you a little bit i mean or do you want do you want to roll no i was that? gonna say one of the bits we do is like we go to these crazy events like we kind of went to this thing two weeks ago called baddest bencher on the planet and it was like scott mendelson tiny meeker and like all these multiply benchers that's why we were in texas yeah. And we saw Alex and uh, Scott Dobbins, but um, they had to open at a thousand pounds. There was like seven lifters, and they all opened at a bench of over a thousand pounds. And out of like the twenty-something attempts, there was like only four made. <laughs> yeah, it was and, really like, bad. We almost saw like two people die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, so like yeah. we went to that, and that all started on the podcast because we interviewed Tiny Meeker and this other guy who competed, Jimmy Cope, and they're cool guys. But I mean, the whole meet was like a huge meme. And like Scott Mendelson is like a walking zombie. So it was really entertaining. And we also said back when we started this podcast that if they did do the fight in Vegas with uh, Thor and Eddie, that we would go and cover it. So it's still on the table for September if they do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, speaking of things that we were thinking about going to or might potentially go to, I'm sure you're well aware of the showdown meet that's going to be on TV. Yeah, um, it's going to be ESPN Plus or ESPN. Yeah, something something like that. I mean, I, claiming, I think it's going to be on the app. I don't know. Yeah, Joe Sullivan posted something claiming that it's going to be on actual TV. I mean, we've heard that in the past, and it's been like you have to log into an app or stream it or something, but it just has the ESPN like graphics and some commentator and stuff. And I think like it's it's pretty great for the sport. I wish it was you know I wish it was USAPL. I wish it was um, you know something where they're walking out lifts and stuff like that, but. I mean, how do you feel about um, USAPL lifters lifting in that? And like, would like, did anybody approach you to do that, or like, would you ever consider doing that? Or like, you know, what are your thoughts on it? Well, I honestly probably don't think it's worth it because I mean, I get paid off of USAPL meets, so I mean, so that'll be like me missing out on. I think would they miss out on two IPF meets? Yeah, probably. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. If they miss out on two IPF meets, it's not worth it for me. Like, <laughs> I mean, maybe it's worth it for like the other people. Like Ashton doesn't get sponsored by, I guess, SBD and stuff like that. So he's he's fine. So he's gonna, I guess he's gonna make money either way on the showdown if he wins. But like no one's approached me about anything. Like no one said anything to me about it. I didn't know about it. I haven't got invited to any of that stuff, like the current or anything. So I don't know if that's they just good, don't man. That's good. Here, but <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, it's just it's, a, it's whatever they want to do. I'm not against it. I mean, hey, if you want to leave and go do your own thing, like, what do you say? Pure lifters are doing it. It's Ashton, Sean. Um, yeah, and that, there's um, Danny. Danny's, Danny's yeah. doing it. Yeah, yeah. Danny's doing it. So, I mean, like, this is all subject to change. Like, who knows? You Maybe know, they won't do they're it. They're probably trying to figure out the rules and all the implications if they're going to get you know in trouble, you know, for this. How much trouble and you know, with the, with the IPF and so forth. But yeah, that's what I've heard so far. Cause I mean, like they tried to make that example out of Sean with the, the mask thing. And then I went to the meet in Texas 
And it was so many people that like their masks came down. Even oh, yeah. Sean's came down again. No one said anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just think as like I don't I don't know if they'll do it, especially since it's like it's Danny. Danny's a cover girl for USAPL. So I doubt I doubt they like make it a big like a big big deal. Like if anything, like they'll give them the one year IPF meet, no, but Yeah, I, I was actually talking to Bonica about it and one of the reasons Bonica wasn't gonna do it is because they're making it so that if you're suspended um internationally that you can't compete uh nationally either. So you literally just have to sit out a year if you wanted to come back to USAPL. So they're making it tougher and tougher for people to get around it, which kind of sucks. But With that, I don't know if Sean would do it then. I don't know. Well, yeah, I, we're going to have to see. Well, Yeah, we'll have to talk to Sean because I, I think Sean is pretty dead set on, on USAPL Nationals, right? You'd think. Yeah. they're doing. That's the thing. They're, they're like, all oh, they doing do it, it this, because it's, it's before after. the showdown. Oh, yeah, that's right. So yeah. it would be next year. It would be next year's Nationals that they could potentially yeah. be. And this year's worlds and whatever. So I don't know, but that's interesting. Yeah, that's I, I figured you would have gotten an invite. I've never gotten an invite to any meet like that, <laughs> like ever. They're going to start coming, but you know, just stay. My advice would be it's not worth it. I always say about these meets, they come and go, you know, yeah. where IPF worlds and national and USAP nationals is going strong where, yeah. These meets, they pop up for a few years and they go away. So, you know, you tell someone five years later you won the showdown, nobody's going to know what the fuck it was. Yeah, I mean, a lifter like <laughs> you, you're trying to create a legacy, right? And, like, you you have a legitimate shot at doing that. So, like, a lot of these lifters that are going over, they're kind of like – I mean, they're they're great lifters, but they're kind of like on the bubble, you know, a little bit. I mean, Ashton's not Ashton's really, not. He's not Ashton's... on the bubble, but, like, he still hasn't won. You know, he, he mm-hmm. hasn't beaten Bryce yet. So, like – yeah, and that's Sean, my problem Sean's with it. Bubble. That's my problem with it is they're both guys who gets got have gotten second, but like you know, become the king before you're gonna you know go conquer another castle. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, thank you for answering that. I'm surprised too. They didn't reach out to you. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing? But it sounds like you. It sounds like you got your your eyes set on the right stuff. You know, you got your yeah, priorities I got, straight. I got my, I got my priorities. So like I've always like once I saw. Charles went to the World Games. I remember saying that I was in high school when he went last time. So I was like, I was like, I want to do that. Like, I want to go there. And so, like, I knew. And then it's going to be in Birmingham, too. So it's in the South. My family's from the South. I have cousins yeah. that live close to Birmingham and stuff like that. Like, a lot of my family would go to it. So, I mean, that's something, like, I would really like. And it's the closest thing to the Olympics. Like, I don't think it gets any better for powerlifting, honestly. Than that. I so. can tell you from being there that it was really it was the best sports experience that i could have imagined in my entire life and it felt like we were olympians like we had you know you're going up to an athlete's dining hall in the venue and there's all this free food like you want a water like somebody do the water you walk in the venue someone's like sweeping the floor behind you like the venue is so clean we each had our own brand new alico set up to warm up on um i mean there's there were the the olympic um, channel TV crew there and you're in this I mean it was just amazing and I mean I watched Charles I'm a huge like Charles is one of my favorite lifters of all time and it was so cool mm-hmm. and uh, Newt and Ian and like my, my buddy Charlie Connor who's no longer lifting anymore but we had such a great time I couldn't imagine anything better than that so you know I hope for that experience for you um, I'm a little I, I'm actually a little bummed it's in Birmingham because I love the the travel part of it 
you know, yeah. like going to Poland for it was sick. But if I'm if I'm lucky enough to make it with you, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. Finally, finally, are you are you going to be at Collegians? You're not coming to Collegians this year, are no, you? No, no. So Northeastern, I still coach the Northeastern female team. Um, but Northeastern didn't send teams this year. There's a couple rogue lifters lifting. Um, but the the school itself has not did not allow the teams to travel this year. So that's two years, unfortunately, for our kids that they've missed collegiates, and it's really a bummer for the seniors last year and this year, and it breaks my heart for them. But um, you should have put a UTSA. What you say? You should have put a UTSA lift unattached. Yeah, so three lifters I think are going, but I mean we have like sixty oh, okay, lifters, yeah. so that's not really. But they would have to go on their own dime, and it's all the way in Baton Rouge, and uh, kind of tough for them. And um, you know, it breaks my heart for our kids. But uh, hopefully, we'll be there next year, and I'll be be there next year. I've been to like eleven out of the last twelve collegiates, so I'm taking a break this year. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. But we wish you luck at that, and um, we'll see you in Florida at a minimum. Yep, you'll see. So, yeah, you see me there for sure. Yeah, man. All right, should we wrap this thing up? I think so, man. Austin needs his rest. He needs yeah. to get some food for sure. Get yeah. some rice. Yeah, you gotta eat something, dude. You're like the you're the most wholesome person we've interviewed, and that's a compliment. Like you're such a good dude. You have a great head on your shoulders. We wish you the best, and we're gonna be watching Thanks, everything man. you do. Um, everybody who listens to this show, which is a decent amount by now, follow Austin's on Instagram. Tell him you love the interview he did with us. Obviously, uh, like and share this yeah. podcast. I'm gonna have to try out some SBDs now. If you know, if Austin's saying that there's no A A seven. Oh, oh, oh yo, relax, bro. <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Yo, we're gonna have to get you the slip. That was a slip. We'll get you the South Korea bar grip shirt, and we'll right. get you some A seven. I want the South Korea bar grip shirt, and I have SBDs, and they're all right. They're all right. They're it's all nothing right. special. I got them, but I gotta try the A sevens. All right. I'm gonna try the ASAP. Stiff, stiff, remember, stiff, stiff. Yeah, stiff, we like them. Please. We like we like it stiff. Yeah. So right now, anyway, our favorite our favorite piece of uh, gear is our Mark Bell slingshot power pants. Yeah, they're like knee sleeves for your hips. Yeah. Uh, okay. Safe. You should put A7 on that shit. If A7 makes them, you know, we'll get them. They might become really popular then <laughs> if they look cool. Because mine look like. When girls wear the high waisted yoga pants, you know, because they, oh. they come up to your like over your belt. You can belt butt, it when you're and you look kind of weird, but maybe A seven can make them cool. <laughs> yeah, Austin, when you're thirty three years old, you'll need to wear um the power yeah. pants to keep your hips together. But for now you're yeah. probably fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been a pleasure to meet you, Austin. I wish yeah, you the best that. of luck. And uh hope, hopefully we'll we'll meet you in person uh pretty soon. Couple months. Yep. Yeah, a couple tell big, tell big Mike and uh, Tim we said what's up and good luck to the whole team this weekend. All right, I'll tell them tomorrow as soon as we get there. All right, all right, yeah. Tell Chloe I said hi too. Yeah, whenever she gets home. Yeah. All right, man. <laughs> all right, Thank man. you so much. Thanks. Good night. Okay. Good night.